Hi guys, I'm very glad that you're with me again and I always appreciate that you dedicate some of your time to listen to my podcast and I'm even more grateful for any feedback that you're giving me. Such as this a really nice feedback from one of my friends, um, Maggie. She told me that she especially liked the episode on gratitude. Now, I did this episode back when I was still doing the podcast in form of videos. Um, however, I've switched that now to audio format on SoundCloud. So that's why I thought, well, if she loved it so much and she thought it was a really, really good episode, maybe I should do it again, record it again for an audio format. So there we go, an episode on gratitude for you, Maggie. So when is the last time that you felt grateful for something? When is the last time you expressed your gratitude, said thank you to somebody or um, showed it in another way by perhaps giving a gift? I mean, for me, it's basically right now because I'm grateful and expressing my gratitude for every one of you who's listening to my podcast and giving me all this feedback. So thank you guys. But apart from that, I feel that I'm definitely neglecting to feel grateful for especially little things that seem to be just normal. And it's those things that we take for granted because we use them on a daily basis and we don't really become aware um, that we should feel grateful for them because they're not so basic and normal to some other people in the world, in fact. Take your health, for example. If you are in good health and you don't suffer from a major health condition, then you are very lucky. I mean, of course you can do something for your health and you can contribute to good health, but your health also depends a lot on your genes. And if your genes are not great to start with, you might end up with more serious conditions. And to have a serious health condition is not a great thing at all. You know this from all the times when you were sick. Those are the times when you really appreciate um, how lucky you are to be in good health most of the time. And that allows you to do all these things you're doing every day. Because without a good health you're quite limited in all the things you can do. Another seemingly normal thing is to receive help from others. Of course, our society is based on this concept of receiving and giving. This is how we survive, by supporting um, others, by supporting um, yeah, the community. However, we shouldn't take the help that others give us and the time they dedicate for us, we shouldn't take it for granted, never, because we aren't entitled to that. So feel grateful for others. Also think about things like access to clean water or having a good hygienic standard, um, having a roof on top of your head that keeps you safe. Also having a family because having a good family, a good family support is so incredibly um, helpful and it's worth so much. Uh, so don't take that for granted. If you have all of these things, then feel grateful for them because there are other people in this world who don't enjoy the same luxury. Um, so this is why uh, 
or these are things we should feel more grateful for. And there are certain benefits to practicing gratitude, actually. Um, so there's been several studies that looked at the benefits of gratitude and what effect it has on us. And quite interestingly, gratitude can boost our well-being. This especially refers to our mental health. So it has been shown that if you practice more gratitude, your mental health increases. And there is even a higher increase um, compared to being optimistic or to have hope. So showing gratitude has a bigger effect on you for your mental well-being than um, traits such as optimism or having hope. I mean, those things, those two things, optimism and hope, are still pretty good to have and to do. I'm not saying that, but what I mean is that gratitude has a bigger effect, so it's even more beneficial. Um, in connection with that, so to mental health, um, well-being, gratitude can also give you a certain protection against developing mental health conditions such as depression and anxiety. So that's quite cool to know that in a way gratitude is some kind of uh, preventive medication against these mental health um, conditions. Um, so that's a good reason to practice more gratitude, I feel. But also, um, if that wasn't convincing quite yet for you, uh, gratitude can obviously also help you to have more interpersonal success. So your social relationships will become stronger by um, showing gratitude because gratitude means to show cooperative behavior. And as I said, um, I mean, our society is really based on giving and receiving. But the more you do this, the more you give to others, also the more you will receive. There's a whole... Um, theory behind this that I could explain to you now, a whole um, the psychology or the social psychology behind this giving and receiving um, and reciprocity. However, uh, the key point here is that if you practice more gratitude, you will have higher interpersonal success. Something else that comes with practicing gratitude is actually some stress resilience. So it turns out that if you practice more gratitude, you can boost your stress resilience and decrease your stress. Um, there has been a study that showed actually that um, gratitude can lower your blood pressure, uh, which is something that is um, a side effect of stress. So in that way, gratitude also does something for your physical health and it boosts your physical health and your um, immunity, in fact. Um, and overall, the basis, so um, mental health and physical health, these are two things that form the fundament for a very good cognitive performance and overall functioning. So... Taken together, gratitude can really boost your performance every day, your successful performance every day, and your health. Now, one thing I want to point out there, because while this is all very awesome to hear that gratitude, such a simple little thing, can do so much for you, I just want to point out here that the effect size is, however, not that big. 
So please don't imagine that once you start practicing gratitude and saying thank you uh, one more time than you did before or, you know, um, saying thank you more often that all of a sudden you will be cured from your um, flu that you just had or you will um, yeah, have a massive boost of health or, or um, your performance level. So this is not how it works, unfortunately, because the effect size, so the, the positive effect of gratitude is rather small. Nevertheless, it is there. And as I said, gratitude is this very simple thing every one of us can do. It requires nothing. It requires just you and your willingness to be more grateful and to engage in more um, practices of gratitude. This is all it requires, all it takes. Um, and this can already boost your well-being, your performance a little bit. And I feel this is worth it. Even this little boost, of course, um, it's still um, a positive effect. And as I said, it requires nothing at all. It's it's not much effort to be more grateful. So yeah, I hope I convinced you there. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, now that you are hopefully convinced to engage in more um, gratitude practices and to be a bit more grateful, let's have a look at what gratitude actually is so you know uh, what you actually are supposed to do more and how you can do it or practice gratitude more. So what is gratitude? Gratitude is, in fact, two things. So it is, first of all, an emotion, a feeling. You feel grateful for something. And it's related to other positive emotions such as empathy, um, so it is a kind of social emotion that's very highly positive. Um, however, gratitude is also a cognitive appraisal. So it's not just this emotion that automatically occurs after you received something, for example. It requires a cognitive appraisal where you realize that there was um, a cost involved for a benefactor and um, a benefit involved for the beneficiary. So, for example, when you receive a gift, um, you don't automatically perhaps feel grateful for it. I mean, okay, when you receive a gift, it's, it's usually the case that we feel grateful for it. But let's take a more supple example. So, um, in case of this um, access to clean water for example so for you to realize or to feel grateful for this you need to see that there's a certain cost and benefit involved so it requires a cognitive appraisal of this situation and um, there are basically supports for this uh, two-faced approach to, co uh, to gratitude. Um, there is support from the neurophysiological side from brain studies. And these studies have shown that both emotional areas but also cognitive areas are activated in the brain when we experience gratitude or when we show gratitude. So there's, on the one hand, there's these emotional areas because, as I said, gratitude is an emotion. 
um, and specifically these areas are emotional areas that are usually involved when it um, relates to a social context. So as I said as well, um, gratitude is a social emotion, that's why there are also social um, emotional areas affected or activated in the brain and these are for example the anterior insula uh, the anterior cingulate cortex or the ventromedial prefrontal cortex. Now, if you've never heard these terms before, don't worry, but if you have and you're a little nerd uh, when it comes to areas in the brain and neurophysiology, then there you go. That's a little gift from me to you to tell you these um, areas in the brain and make you a bit happy, um, I hope. And <laughs> because they make me happy. Uh, anyway, and for the cognitive areas... Um, we have areas such as the dorsolateral and the parietal areas that are usually involved when it comes to any kind of computational processes. So that relates again to this cognitive appraisal um, of cost and benefit that is involved. Right, so much for all the scientific terms and technicalities. Let's turn towards something very cool, like a really cool, interesting fact about gratitude that's fun to learn about. Um, I found that apparently there is a link between gratitude and pure altruism. So pure altruism is basically um, the highest form of helping behavior, so the purest form of helping behavior. Um, when we help others, it usually happens that we don't just help them because we want to um, give something to them or we want to um, yeah, benefit them, the, the other person, but it also happens because we have um, a personal benefit involved. So we decide to help somebody else because there's also some personal benefit involved. However, altruism is this truly selfless helping behavior where no personal benefit is motivating us to engage in helping behavior. Um, and it's been shown that engaging in more gratitude can actually make you more sensitive towards altruistic behavior and make your brain more sensitive towards rewards from altruistic behavior. What I mean there is that basically it's been shown that um, the area in the brain that is responsible for kind of reward processing, so it is activated when we um, have some certain rewards. Um, it's been shown that practicing more gratitude biases this reward area, this reward system in the brain um, towards the reward of others versus ourselves. So we are more sensitive to rewards that others get uh, compared to rewards that we get to so our own benefit um, when we practice more gratitude. So that means practicing more gratitude makes you more likely to engage in altruistic behavior because your brain's reward system is more sensitive and more responsive towards the reward of others. 
Um, and I feel this is super cool that gratitude can alter our brain physiology or can alter our brain in that way that it makes it more responsive towards the reward of others because this is so beautiful. It is really beautiful, I feel. It, it makes our brain a much nicer and um, yeah social thing in our head. So there you go. I hope this is another... Um, convincing fact for you to decide to engage in more gratitude. And now let's look at some strategies how you can actually practice more gratitude. So things you can do is, for example, to journal or write a diary. So you can, um, in the form of a diary, for example, write down what happened to you in your day. And then also uh, while you do this, um, in this kind of storytelling, uh, include something that you feel grateful for or that, that happened to you that you felt grateful for on your day. What you can also do that um, is maybe perhaps a bit easier than writing a diary or journaling is just to write a list of things, write um, things down that you feel grateful for. Now, you can feel grateful for many things. It's not just related to what somebody else gives to you, so what another person uh, is giving you, but it also includes everything that you are given by the world or by nature. So you can also feel grateful and express gratitude for this, in a sense, gift um, of life or the beauty of nature that's given to you that you can enjoy. Um Something else that you can do if you don't like writing, uh, you can obviously also verbalize your gratitude, um, especially towards other people. I mean, you can probably also say, thank you, tree, that you're in front of my window and giving me this nice view when I look outside the window, but I'm not sure if the tree will actually hear you and appreciate you seeing this, I mean, you can still do it because it counts towards expressing gratitude. Nevertheless, when you verbalize your gratitude, um, it's obviously um, going to be directed towards another person. And in um, that case, remember that it also is not necessarily um, important or necessary that you... Oh, man, I said that necessary... One too many times. <laughs> um, it's not important at all um, that you need to express your uh, gratefulness right when, at the time when you received something. So when you were given something by somebody else, it's not necessary at all that you immediately express your gratitude. I mean, it's nice if you do, but even if at some point later you realize, okay, I'm, I'm actually really thankful for this person, for this thing they gave to me, then you can always express your gratitude later on as well. It's never too late, never too late, never too late. I really want to stress this here because even if you failed to express your gratitude at some earlier time, please use this opportunity now to express it and it's never too late to do it. It's never too late, I promise. Um, so why don't you, after having listened to this podcast episode, why don't you go away, think of a person that you feel grateful for, um, and then express your gratitude towards them. Um, so you can either, you know, you can tell them in person if you see them, or you can um, 
text them because that's modern uh, times of communication. You can phone them, you can write them a letter. I mean, you don't even have to send the letter if you at some point feel maybe this is um, awkward and I'm still not feeling comfortable with this. Um, so you can you can write the letter, but don't have to send it if you are not comfortable with it. It still counts as expressing gratitude. And while you do this, try to enjoy this warm feeling you're getting from expressing gratitude. Try to enjoy this little boost of your mood, of your well-being that you get from expressing your gratitude. Right, so I hope you thought of a person and you're gonna express your gratitude now. And remember, it's never too late to do it. Never too late. And... um. It doesn't take much to show your gratitude, to express your gratitude. So, yeah, be grateful. And on that note, I am thanking you again for listening to my podcast, for staying with me and for keep listening to all the coming episodes or um, the past episodes that you've listened to. I really appreciate it. And I'm also very grateful for any feedback that I'm getting. So thank you guys a lot.